Hi, this is Eva, the creator of Eva the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, how to overcome them. We talk about successes. We talk about challenges that at the end, everybody can overcome if you work hard enough. And of course, we talk about relationships. As I said, that we are dealing with problems, with successes, with triumphs, with relationships. And today I have a very special guest, Dr. Orest Komanitsky. I did interview him previously. He's dealing also with uh, the same subject, relationships. He's focusing on masculinity. The name of his new, new program, it's the Standard Academy and Own Your Masculinity. He basically uh, goes on to the mindset, uh, reset, and masculine thinking. And we have talked about this. Where is the place of the man in the family structure? Because men say they want to provide. Women says, I want a kid, but I don't need a man. So hi, Orest. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you. And thank you again for having me on the program. I know we had a great time the last time, and I, I expect we're going to have a great discussion this time, too. So can you tell me, I know a lot of work went into this, uh, creating this academy and uh, the magazine and everything. So, and I know that at one point you were like, I don't know how it's going to all come together, but your work paid off. Can you elaborate on that? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what yeah. this academy means to you? Yeah, yeah. There were there were there were many times that I cursed my friend Peter for even suggesting to do this uh, rather vigorously, and there was also uh, quite often there was scotch consumed uh, after a day of working. <laughs> so so, so uh, it was it was it was a process. It, it you know I've never done this before, so it took a, it was a lot more than I ever anticipated. And there's a lot more. Usually, when you think that there's one step, there's actually five. And you discover that one of those five steps actually creates another step that you have to take care of. <laughs> and uh, uh, and so we started us off with just kind of uh, we started us off with the fact that my friend said like like Oris, you need to uh, get your your thoughts out there. You need to get your wisdom out there. You need to get your life lessons. And at age uh, at age seventy, uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs. And believe me, I've. Had, I've had a lot of ups and downs and some of them not that long ago uh, where I had, I had a uh, emergency medical procedure, which is called an ostomy. And I don't know if you know what that is, but basically they, they cut your, your intestine from your colon and they put, put a hole in your stomach and you shit into a bag through, uh, through that hole. And you have no control when it happens because there's no sphincter. Yeah. And uh, that just happened all of a sudden. That was a, a big a life changer for me. Uh, especially since we couldn't get that bag to hold for several weeks, which meant that we weren't going anywhere. Uh, fortunately, I got put back together again several months later, but uh, that, that was a big worry. The biggest worry I had there, uh, I knew that I was going to get put back together, even though and it was you know, uh, not a pleasant experience in a lot of ways. And my wife really took care of me because uh, for about three weeks until we figured out how to get that bag to stay, uh, basically I'd wake up and be shitting on myself, literally. And uh, for about two or three hours, and my wife would clean that up, and and uh, you know we kind of start try to start our day. But my biggest fear was becoming decrepit, because you see guys that are older, something happens to them medically, and the once vigorous person is no longer vigorous, and they never really recover. And that was that was my biggest worry. 
But getting back to the standard, uh, my friend Peter had had really encouraged me to do this, and, and uh, he helped. He was actually instrumental in helping me put this course together in terms of the whole concepts and the layout, uh, what what I was going to discuss in this course, and how we're going to present it. And the biggest difference between my program and a lot of other programs, and there's there's a lot of programs out there that have great information. That's right, they have great information. But like we've all done this, we've gone to a course, we've taken notes, you know, and got all excited, motivated, motivated. And uh, next thing you know, you come home and those notes are sitting on the bookcase, uh, never to be touched again. I and never so, that. I never done that. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I have in order to help people that enroll in the program, I have a weekly small group accountability program where we, where we get on a call for 90 minutes and we, we work on the things from that week and also making sure that we stay on course with the things that we have decided to do. So that's really the biggest difference. But we, we go into a lot of different areas, and a lot of it has to do with mindset. And 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 I, I believe that's that that's one of the most important thing for to getting through anything or success at at, at any point is, is mindset is 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 so important. Yeah, definitely. I have a question. It's just curiosity. If you would have not been sick, would you have done this academy, or this gave you the time? and uh, off time to concentrate on something no no i'd been well i'd start actually this delayed the launch okay uh because i was basically there were about three months where i was very heavily medicated mm-hmm. on valium muscle relaxants all sorts of stuff and so i kind of lost i, I kind of lost track of time for a while so it was very it was very disorienting the the meds that that I was taking made me very weepy. I could just like start. I mean, I was. I remember one day we were in church, and I just had to get up and leave because I started crying. And I was like, okay, this is bizarre. And it's not. I mean, I. It's not that I haven't cried. I just. I'm just not. And it's not that I don't try not to cry, uh, but I'm just not a crying person as a general rule. No, no matter what, uh, things happen. I generally. I don't even. I, I don't do that. That's just part of maybe and that had, goes back to way to the shit that happened when I was a kid so <laughs> but uh so so that was that was that was an interesting thing but no it actually prolonged by several months the launch I'm so happy that you are okay and you are here I haven't heard from you a while but uh, I was also in a different kind of place but I'm so happy you contacted me because at least I know what's going on with you and uh I'm, I'm just thrilled to hear about this program that you have. We, have. we were talking even before we have to do something for our men and our, 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 our little men, you know, the little guys that they are growing mm-hmm. up to have to know what the family values are. So can you tell me a little bit about the program? I know that you have accountability, but who should sign up to this program? You know, the, the title of the program is, is like, your life is not working out now, is it? <laughs> and it's, it's to men who, uh, and I'm going to say, you know, and these are not absolutes, but men probably in their 35 to, uh, to 55, 60 range, who are looking back at, at their life, and the life is not what they had imagined. 
the life that they're living is not the one that they imagine. And it could be in several different areas. It could be in the, in your family situation. It could be in your fitness situation, or it can be in your finances. And all of those are interrelated. And usually if one is out of whack, the other ones are, are going to be out of whack also. And so it's that's the typical person who really says to themselves, there must be more. There must be more. That's the person that, that, that I'm looking for. Because I've, I've been in that situation and where I've kind of been, you know, like I said, my, my, uh, my successes are, are, are also including my failures and, and the challenges I've had. And the times that I've gotten me through was when this voice in my head kept on saying, there must be more. I love when things, they don't work out and you are there and it's like, how can I make it better? And you don't sleep, you don't eat, you, you have this, this kind of mindset that I totally into it. And when you come up with the solution, it's so rewarding, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. I think a lot of times also, I think it's kind of funny where, and I, I, um, I meditate every day. And sometimes the, 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 the idea comes uh, when I'm thinking, when I'm meditating, because a lot of times my mind is real busy. I don't get to do that kind of that Zen thing where your mind goes quiet. It doesn't go, my mind rarely does it go quiet, but I, I do, I do, I do have a chance to kind of process things a lot, a lot better. But I think sometimes also it's funny how a lot of times when you stop thinking about the problem, your subconscious is at work. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you'd be sitting there, you'd be working like going, Oh, that's what I need to do. You know, it just kind of like comes out of your subconscious. It's like, that's it. That's what I need to do. And I think most of a lot of times people don't listen to that voice or don't allow that to, 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 to happen. And uh, I, I wish I could remember. There was something that, that, that I, oh, yes, I know. I know. Cause we're, we're having, I'm having some challenges with, 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 some, with some marketing people. And I was like, going, just like that. And then I realized, I realized that the, the solution was to <laughs> to hire both companies and see which one is better. <laughs> yeah, it's like great. So, so, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was focusing. I, I was focused, and, and a lot of times when you focus on the problem, you end up getting real tense and angry in, in some ways. And so, so I in, in this particular case, it was it was just like it, that was like I was doing something else. It's like, oh, that's a solution. That's the solution because I can I can do that for thirty days and then very quickly we'll figure out who's who's better and who's worse. So, but to listen to that voice in your head, boy, it's say it has saved me and it has cost me when I haven't listened. They're saying the intuition is the strongest feel towards the right or wrong, but we somehow lost that sight because we are so in tune mm-hmm. with the mind that the intuition we don't listen to, and then mm-hmm. it happens that things don't work out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, if, if you feel something's wrong, it's probably wrong. Yeah. It's for yeah. women. It's more because they're saying, listen, who is behind you, around you, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you walk in a dark alley or a dark street. So, yeah, it's um, it's true. Can you tell me a success story without name, of course, something that a person really came to you and it was really broken and you fixed him. Yeah, I, I did. And I, I don't want to give away one of my secrets, but but it was a situation where somebody came to me and they had a problem. They had a business problem. Mm-hmm. 
And I told him, well, I'm going to give away my secret here. I have, I, <laughs> I, 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 I told him what to do. Cause I can't tell the story without yeah, telling you what to course. do. And so I told him what to do. And so we circled back about three months later and he said, he started telling me about his problem. And I looked at him and I said, whoa, 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 stop, stop. You're telling me the same problem you had three months ago. And he looks at me and I go, I go, and not only that, but three months ago, this was a hundred thousand dollar problem. Now it's a $250,000 problem because you didn't do what I told you to do. And so I, I confronted him. I said, I said, are you committed to a result? Are you committed to a result? And he said, yeah. And a lot of people, people say, yeah, but they don't really mean it. You know, they say, oh yeah, I'm committed to a result. You, you know that You're, in your business, you hear that all the time. Oh yeah, I want it. But, but they're not really committed to doing the work. Yeah. And I, and I said, I said, I said, I said to my the person, I said, let me tell you, let me tell you, this is, this is what, I, if, you, if you say you're going to do it and you're committed to the result, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do what I tell you. And if you don't do it by, and this was like 10 o'clock, we were having coffee and this was at 10 o'clock. I said, if you don't get it by done by five o'clock today, you will pay me $5,000. <laughs> That's a good incentive. <laughs> <laughs> And at first it goes like, you know, first it goes like, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, well, obviously you're not committed to the result because if you are committed to the result, what I'm asking you to do is not to, not to solve this, but to take the first steps towards solving this. And if you're not committed to that, then you're going to lose the 5,000. But if you're committed, you're not going to lose the 5,000. And he said, well, what, what, what do I get if, if, you know, what do I get if, if I, if I do this and I go like, you get the satisfaction of solving your problem. I said, I'm not paying you. <laughs> it's you. That's you. And and sure enough, he, he actually got everything done by one o'clock. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was he wasn't he wasn't gonna pay me five thousand dollars. It's a little push. It's but I but I would have collected the five thousand dollars had he not done it. Good. The thing is, people they come with the, the I I meet also lots of people, they have a problem. And oh, I have. And after two weeks, the same, the same. And I said, have you done something? No, I have not. Why? Oh, I did this. I was thinking about it, but I had no time. The excuses are limitless. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's just incredible the, the excuses people come up with. Well, they don't. There are things, and this is part of the thing that we do in the, uh, in the Standard Academy accountability program is that we clarify very specifically what you want, not what you wish for, not what you should do. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I should do this. I should do that. You know, and they, they, you know, and then they put it on a list and, and nothing happens because they don't really want to do it. They don't want to do that. The thing that they should, they don't want to do that. And that's fine. That's fine. But what do you really want? And that requires consistent daily action to get the, to get the results you want you, and you have to take action. And that's why, again, the accountability program is the action taking, taking and making sure that it's consistent on a daily basis because you build on small successes on a continual basis. As you have these small successes, your capacity 
also increases. So in a matter of a few weeks, the person that you were a long time ago, that person is no longer exists. You are this new version of yourself that has more capacity to handle things. Isn't it interesting when somebody hires a coach like you mm-hmm. and they think, oh, it's a magic pill. They is going to resolve all my problems. They don't realize that you are there to guide them for them to realize what is their problem and how to resolve it. Is, you find that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that I say is no one is coming to save you. You have to save us to do that. But I am not. I am not doing the work for you. I'm not putting you on my shoulders and carrying you over the finish line. That is not what I do. I'm here to give you the tools that you can use. And the tools are something that you can use and reuse and reuse. So, so these tools are not just like a one, and, a one and done. It's something that you can use continually to get the things that you want in your life. And again, you know, we talk about getting what you want. Most people will overcommit. And they got, you know, you got that list of, well, 20 things to do to improve the quality of your life. Like who remembers what the first three are when they get to number eight and nine? And, 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 and you know, by the time you get to 15, it's kind of like, you know, you don't, you don't have an idea. There's no way, there's no way you're going to, there's no way you're going to take 20 things and implement them into your life successfully. And I, like I said, I, I read those, you, know, you see those in the magazine, you know, 20 things to do. Like, <laughs> Everybody just... wants to seem busy. I'm so busy. Yeah. Busy with what? <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, you make, you make time for the things that you're committed to. This is absolutely, you know, or, and when the pain is enough, that's when you really make the time. It's funny. They don't realize that the first thing it's, you take the first most important things, like how, how to make the money, you know, like uh, if, if you are in business and you are in relationship, how to better yourself. And, and after you build on it, when one, you tackled one, you go to the next one. It's like focus, mm-hmm. you know, one thing at a time, because if you take mm-hmm. too many, you just give up because you are not going to succeed and you are disappointed in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need to focus, you need to zero in on a, on a few things, get those to where they are habits in your, in your life and the results that you're getting the results that you want. And then you move on to other things. I'm, I, I'm a great believer in having a long, you know, a number of things that you want to do, but you, you, we don't, we all have bandwidth, you know, there's only so much attention that we can have because you got, you can only spend so much time on those things. And then you have the rest of your life that you got to deal with, whatever it is, whether, you know, family, a uh, significant other, you got, you got your job, you got all those things that require your attention. And so there's, there's, there's only the, the, our attention to a certain extent is finite. And also there is a reality, like I'm at certain age and mm-hmm. I say, okay, I want to do the marathon, the triathlon. I have to be very, very realistic that for that people train and train and train. I haven't trained. So how can I just jump out and do it? And of course, I'm not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got, you, you, you have to put it, you have to lay a foundation. Yeah. You have to lay a foundation for, for any, for anything. 
you don't, you know, um, the whole the whole thing with you know you you look at the, the, uh, incredible athletes or incredible performers. You have no idea of well, first of all, they have to have some for for athletics and performance to a certain extent. There's a certain amount of um, natural ability that that's in there. At the same time, that natural ability, you know, it may for an athlete that may that may take them through the eighth grade and partially through high school, but it ain't going to work at any other levels, especially as you get into, into college athletics or you get into professional athletics. There is a lot of work that goes in to find to hone the skills that you build upon the natural ability. Yeah, and and, and it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of focus, and a lot of times. It's getting up and doing things that you don't really want to do. <laughs> that is right also for relationships, also mm-hmm. for business, for sure. everything. It's, it's like, you know, it's a blueprint of life, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I, I think a big part of success is the ability to uh, do the things that you don't want to do. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I'm 100% on something like that. There, there, there are days that I don't want to go and work out. And most of the time I force myself, but there are days that I just like, shit, it's, it's too hot to do the blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, we, we, I live in Las Vegas, so, so it, gets, it gets hot here sometimes in the summertime or whatever. But, uh, yeah, d- doing, the, doing the things that you don't want to do. Is 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 a key, and that's that's the difference between people who go, oh, that's hard. Well, yeah, yeah, and successful people do hard stuff all the time <laughs> because if it was if it wasn't hard, there wouldn't be any success in it. Or everybody would. Everybody be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and most people are not going to be successful. What I learned, it's the way how we talk to ourselves. I just listened to some amazing ebooks, but also like I have been reading before that your mind, how it works, if it's you give yourself permission, instead of talking negative that I don't want to do it or I cannot do it, I give myself permission today not to do it. And then it sounds very different than I cannot do it. It's a totally different yeah. mindset. It's a totally different way of talking with your brain. Yeah, Mind, mindset and the conversations you have inside your head are, are very, very important. They're 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 key to your success or your failure. And you you know, I hear I hear some people have a victim mindset, mm-hmm. and they and so they become victims in life. But that's their that's their mindset, and I, I'll I'll be the first to, to tell you that I, for many years of my life, I had kind of a, a victim mindset that I wasn't in control of my life. That I that was that things just happened and and they just happened and whatever happened happened. I but I, you know there there are things that you can't control. There's things you can't control, but you you there, you, you can control how you react to things. But I did I had a horrible mindset. I had, I mean, it was, it was horrible. I, as I think about it, like, I have no idea how I, how I got through school with that mindset because it was in, in many ways, it was very much of a victim mindset. But the, the thing about that, I think there is a reward for that because people, when they have that mindset, I'm, I'm just uh, talking to you, just curious, what is your, uh, your uh, idea about this? 
um, when people, they come from that kind of mindset, it means people are rallying around them. Oh, poor person, they, they did not succeed at this. And you get the attention, but not the, the healthy attention. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, there, you know, especially, you know, in today's society, you know, you know, there, there's a, there's a great, you know, you can become an instant, instant celebrity on social media. People make up victim stories all the time. You, you, you see that happen all the time. And so when I listen to a victim story, a lot of times I, I I'll just fly flat out. I don't believe you. Uh, we had a situation, uh, this was a, a, a little while ago where, there was this woman at our house and she started to tell us this story. <laughs> and I just said, like, I don't believe you. <laughs> My wife started laughing. I said, I don't, I don't believe that's what happened. And, you know, and, and she was like, she was stunned. And, and then she admitted that, oh, that wasn't what happened. <laughs> but it was just, you know, but there is a whole uh, culture of, of victimhood that is is celebrated and i think it's actually very toxic to people's lives and it it it's and as a as a as a as a culture i think it's very toxic to have that victim mentality you know people say you're very correct eva uh you know the, the poor me poor me let me tell you my story and it's really and victims Victims have a very good story because they repeat it so often. It is, is well rehearsed. <laughs> Even they believe it by that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Even they believe it. Yeah. It's, 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 but it's so well rehearsed. That's why it's so good. It's, it's really, really well rehearsed. That they, you know, yeah, like, it's like, you know, like fine tuned actor. Yeah anything else and it, it's funny that some people not everybody's for you like uh, as a as a client because you are very straightforward the same thing with me let's go back and and talk about about the victimhood which is doesn't serve anybody but also i find that depends people where where people grew up and how what kind of family values they uh, their parents had. Mm-hmm. That's what they're taking uh, with them. And it's going to be very interesting to see how, if, if that, those values are changed, how it's going to change the dynamic in the family. Yeah. I, well, I think that that's really important, especially, you know, uh, with, with parents and kids. <laughs> my, my wife says after meeting my family, she's, it, it, it's, it's actually a miracle that I grew up kind of normal. <laughs> normal now at this point in my life and that was not by accident but the the, the whole thing about the family is is it's is very important and you don't have to be perfect and the last thing you can you know as far as a, a parent goes is, is the last thing you want to do is is be your your child's friend that's that's just that just that's just stupid uh, that doesn't mean that you don't have a friendly relationship or good relationship. I mean, we have a great relationship with, with both our both our daughters, uh, even even as they as they are young adults now. Unfortunately, they're both working and out of the house, and uh, they never want to come back. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of other kids, you know, they're, they, they're they're doing very well. But 
you know, it, it's instilling in, in your kids responsibility, independence, integrity, uh, those type of things. It, it's important. If you don't do that, if you let them get away with shit, if you let them be boorish, if I'm looking for it, if you, if you, if you let them to be, you know, immature and, and wanting for everything and then not wanting, but like demanding everything, those are, those are bad things. And if you don't stop that behavior soon, you're going to have a monster and I, and monster, I mean, like, you know, monster at age 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and you're going to have someone that's going to want to uh, leech off of you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think that that's, that's, that's very interesting because you see, you see a lot of that, you see some of that with, with some parents where they, you know, they just kind of give in or, or they coddle their kids too much. You know, we never, we never did that. We actually all, and we always told them, we told the truth and sometimes it was easy. Sometimes it was hard, but they always got the truth from us. And you always knew they could count on that. And they always knew they could count on our support. They also could count on, they would hear from us if we thought they were doing something that wasn't right, which fortunately was very, very lucky for us, which was very rare uh, in our situation, which, which uh, bodes, we, the kids that we have are not the kids that my wife and I were, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, in terms of, <laughs> and, and, and so I, t I tell my, my daughters that they're screwed because it skips a generation. <laughs> you know, I always say that there is, um, two kinds of abuse for a child. One, it's abuse, physical, mental, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the biggest yeah. abuse not to prepare them for life. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then, in, in... yeah. And what I like about you, and I, I, that's what I wanted to say before uh, the, the thing started going haywire, that you are very straightforward, so am I. So not everybody likes to deal with us because we are saying as it is, but the people mm -hmm. who like to deal with us and they listen to the to the truth, I find that succeed much faster. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I actually, <laughs> today I had a call with somebody that I, that I was I was doing some mentoring with and and uh, he had promised to do something and he didn't do it. And he, like I sent him a, a, a loom video because I think sometimes there's a lot to be said in, in the emotion of people hearing and seeing you. And he, he, we got on a call today and he said, he said, thank you for the big kick in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you for the big kick in the ass that I needed because I wasn't paying attention to, to what I was doing. And that was, that was a, that was a good wake up call for me. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it was, it, I mean, it was very direct. I was like, and uh, yeah, I, I generally tend to be pretty direct about things because plus I, I don't I'm not a good poker player I don't I don't I, that's just not me playing poker <laughs> so I am uh, oh I am. are you good for you good for you good for you I'm not I'm, I, I'm not of course I've never played really so I mean I mean I can't remember the last time I played it was probably in college or something it's been a, quite a long time ago but it's just yeah no I I, I believe that that directness is, is important so, so there's no ambiguity about what you're saying. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. it, I was I was thinking about how the English language is amazing. It's true, 
but mm-hmm. it's so much ambiguity in the words and how you express and how you put it together and what you say that it can be so misunderstood when you say something. And if you need to explain what you said, it means that something is not working. I will routinely say, if I don't understand somebody, something that someone tells me, I'll just say like, I'm not following what you're saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand what you just said. It's the same, same thing. Like you said, and, and this is my pet peeve. It's not pet peeve. It's like when you ask them what they do and they give you their job title and I'm like, well, I'm a systems engineer. Like, what does that mean? What, what do you actually, what, what's a systems engineer do? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't ask you for your title. I asked you, what do you do? And I'm sure that systems engineers do lots of different things in their, in different capacities and different companies and different jobs. And so, so, you know, it's kind of like that, that clarity, that clarity, you know, clarity is, is really an important thing to have in communication because without it, you get, you get a lot of miscommunication. All the time I'm asking things and they saying that I'm an engineer, I'm a CEO. And I said, no, that's a title. And that's, that's what you do, but who are you? Because they, if they, and I'm always thinking if they would lose that title, would they know who they are? Because they, how to say, they are in their mind, that's who they are. Yeah, their, their title is, yeah, it's, it's sad. You know, well, and, and that doesn't mean that you have to have like a long-winded uh, explanation. Especially like with my kids, they, you know, we, they might go somewhere and meet someone in, in a business situation. They need to be able to tell someone, what they do in under 60 seconds. Unfortunately, we were cut off by Zoom, but I have a second part of this interview, which I'm going to be posting it very soon. Thank you for listening. Please send your questions. Are we going to be happy to answer it? And until next time, goodbye.